expand the universe, Season 9, Episode 8. The book, Crucible, by Troy Denning. The year, 2013. With your hosts, Jeff and John. Why don't let's go? Welcome to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars Expanded Universe novel discussion podcast, featuring your illustrious hosts, Jeff and John. I'm Jeff, and that's John. Hello. Hi. All right. Let's let's uh, let's get right into it, John. Let's let's have no further ado. Let's get right down to brass tacks and business. As we do on this show, mm-hmm. let us get right to the business with no digression. That's correct. No digressions whatsoever. John, horniest music video of all time, go. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I only asked this because you and I were sitting around with a YouTube playlist going, and, and Steve Winwood's Valerie came on, and we were like, oh, this song fucking slaps. But you know what slaps really well as well? <laughs> you know what slaps even harder? Mm-hmm. The techno version of yeah, this. Yeah, the Eric Pride's Call on Me that, that samples it heavily and is horny on main. Oh, man. I don't... <laughs> there's There are several very horny videos on the internet for music videos mm-hmm. and they're almost all just techno songs that someone was like look i don't i don't have anything else going on here i gotta have like some butts and crotches out here what's relatively cheap for me to put in a warehouse what can i do i'm gonna get a white backdrop and i'm just gonna have someone slap their own ass it's funny because i'm you know i grew up on the horny music video circuit because vh1 oh yeah you traveled yeah, the I horny traveled. music video yeah, circuit yeah i had to go from house to house but back then vh1 had that like sexy videos that was one of the shows they would run and it was like the same 10 videos oh yeah well i mean you'd get like wicked game and uh-huh. And sex you up. Yeah, you get uh, whatever the Robert Palmer song is, Addicted to Love. Which is weird because it's not horny at all. I know, but it's a bunch of women in tight skirts, so there you have it. Yeah, but man, they you... just look as robotic and unsexy as possible. I know. But you'd also get like the Madonna Justified one where she's like in the goth outfit and hanging out in a box. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, you know, you took what you could get. Yeah, you, you get. You'd be it, like, "What is this? I'll make love to you." Mm-hmm. I mean, at least it talks about sex, I guess. Like, yeah, all right. But man, you go on, you go on what techno's doing these days, and it's all like, like Eric Prides' thing, where it's just okay, crotches and crotches. What do we got? We got an aerobics class where everyone is crotch thrust only, <laughs> except for one point where she apparently barks some instructions to the audience or to the working group, and they all grab their tits at the same time. Oh, yeah. So She's like, all right, and, and thrust and thrust and thrust and thrust and grab your tits, and here we go. <laughs> but it always, to me, that song always reminds me of the was it the Benny Benassi song with the tools and the women. Oh, yeah. In the Because that one's also super horny on Maine. Yeah. No, the, Work here's it. a bunch of yeah. women with, like, jackhammers. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're looking, folks, if you are looking for the horniest on Maine music video, the one you want to go to is something called, it's by a guy called like Alex Godino or something. Careful, he's not quite the guy who played Bud on Married with Children. <laughs> uh, and it's called Destination Unknown. Check that one out if you're looking for just ass. If yeah, you, if you're I short mean, on ass. The fact that throughout the entire video, they're like, oh, we're going to use this like marching band helmet to just cover up half the face of this woman. Mm-hmm. So it's just sort of a faceless sex object slapping her own ass. And you're like, all right, you it, got anything else for it's me? It's just no. lips and ass. <laughs> we are going to do close-up on lips, and then we are going to have ass shots. And yeah. That's all this video is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know why we're, we're talking about this because we watched the Valerie one, and we were like, what else is out there that is What's just, horny? 
that's just horny. <laughs> How horny is the internet well, for the pro- music videos? And the problem is for some of these songs, like the Tool one and the, and the, the, the Call on Me one, fucking slap they're really good that's the problem is when you get a really good fucking banger of a tune mm-hmm. and then you're like oh i want to listen to this and you go to youtube and you're like oh that's right this is basically softcore pornography <laughs> if i pull this up and someone comes into the room they're gonna be like hey were you about to get your dick out and you're like i wasn't not but come on <laughs> i mean a little bit i do <laughs> just have, to let it breathe i do have that fascination with lycra crotches i guess but <laughs> but but yeah, they're just they're just too porny, and I I have to be like, I, and I'm gonna start this song and alt tab and there. minimize window. There we go. <laughs> anyway, let's actually talk about Star Wars. What do you say? What do I say? I mm-hmm. say Crucible, Crucible indeed, and it begins with Ben so- or Skywalker, who we have not visited in a little while. Yes, it's. Man, the whole fact that it's Ben Solo in the movies and then Ben Skywalker in here just fucks me up every time I go to say his name. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but yes, they have recovered the wreckage of the uh, Stealth X fighter. Yeah. Oh, Holly Sorok's Stealth X fighter and the stripped down remnants of, of, the, of her uh, astromech droid. Yeah, the R9, which is being lovingly referred to as nine ball who's literally basically just a, a raspberry pie at this point oh yeah they've they pretty much just took out all of his innards mm-hmm. and like stuck a keyboard and a microphone on him and mm-hmm. that's it yeah yeah he's just like the inside workings of a computer that's left like he got all melted and busted and it's very clear that the mandos messed with him to turn him into a uh, a homing beacon to draw in you know the surface a trap yeah i mean they tried as hard as they could to strip out like as much information that he had in there. But apparently, Jedi droids have special memory-erasing protocols. Yeah, they're like, ooh, we're special built so that we don't lose information? Yeah. Okay. Much like how their spaceships are super special, too. Jedi are just sort of a protected noble class now. It's very weird to me that the Jedi get these super awesome tech things, because I'm like, you're not science, dudes. Where is this coming from? Also... You're basically ascetic monks. Yeah. Where's the money for this coming from? Yeah, and the answer is Leia. The answer is like, yeah, it's like Leia and Lando, pretty much. Uh, it, it's a real problem because you, the other thing that's important about this book is that apparently, at some point after the Eugene Vaughn crisis, there was a falling out between the Republic and the Jedi. So the Jedi aren't even backed by the Republic anymore. They're just an independent order of monkey knights. Yeah, I mean, at I mean, least before knights, they're not monkeys. <laughs> yeah, monkey knights, except for the ones that are monkeys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like at least before the falling out, you could go. Oh, I guess, I guess they're just getting supplied with things because the Republic likes them. But now mm-hmm. you're like, where are you getting stealth X fighters and super Jedi droids and everything? Maybe they installed a couple of Jedi in the in like the head of Incom, which is the company that makes T sixty fives. You want to give me a stealth X fighter? Yes, make us special fighters. <laughs> You'll make me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, that's one too far. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, sir? Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches won't work on me. Only money. I mean, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches will definitely work on me. So, <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, they have all this cool technology that's even extra special. Uh, but Nine Ball is basically some parts on the floor, and Ben and 3PO are working together to try to uncover some details of whatever the heck has happened to old Holly Ciroc. Yeah, and right now he's got a hologram up of what they think is a crystal. It's like uh, two black pyramids sort of squished together. It mm-hmm. kind of just 
It's a D8. Yeah, it looks it's, like a D8. It's a D8. They, they just didn't have the terminology, which is it's funny because Troy Denning is a D&D guy. Oh, yeah. Like he's written a bunch of D&D books and stuff, like, like fiction <laughs> Yeah, novels and he was going to have Ben Skywalker be like, huh, huh, that looks like an eight-sided die. It's a D8. I mean, he could call it, what, like, was that an ic- icosahedron? Yeah. Oh, that's that's an eight-sided chance die. I, I don't remember which hedron is the, the, the D8. I think it's icosahedron. Uh, he could have been like, yeah, it's an, yeah, an eight-sided chance die, which, again, also only has red and blue sides, so it's just an even odd die. <laughs> no, in this one, they painted one of them green, and that's just for the house. Oh, interesting. But that would make So it, then it's like roulette. Yeah, that's a bad bet, though, because you're like, all right, blue has four sides, red has three sides, and then there's one white side for the house. Why yeah, but you, red pays more. Oh, red pays slightly more. Okay. Yeah. So you'd have, uh, like... Just a regular equal payout on blue. Mm. You'd have a slightly higher payout on red, and green the house wins. Look, uh, let's let's go ahead and set this up. We'll we'll sell that to casinos now. Yeah, we're gonna make an app for this. We're mm-hmm. gonna make the Sabak app. Uh, careful, someone already made a Sabak app and got sued into submission. Of it was course like, they did it was because like, it's anything owned by Disney. Yeah, and that happened like last year. <laughs> someone tried to make a Sabak app, app that make any, makes any kind of fucking sense, even though they're like. 80 variations. There's more variations of Sabacc than there are of Texas Hold'em. Yeah, but I feel like almost all of them are some writer said, oh, this is a variation of Sabacc, and then never elaborated on how it was a variation. Well, my guess is that what happens is that no one understands the fucking rules of Sabacc at all, and so anytime someone has to write about it, they make up a new variation just to cover their ass. (laughs) Or they just say, this is a variation in case they fucked up. Yeah. But so many of the times, it's just the exact same information. You go, how's that... How's that a variation? Is it like the pictures are different on the cards? What yeah. are we doing? No, every every variation of Sabacc that exists in the Star Wars Expanded Universe is an ass covering, uh, rendering effectively the opposite of the Alex Godino Destination Unknown video. Which is no ass coverings. No ever. ass coverings at all. Just, it's just asses. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, anyway, <laughs> I brought it back. You did it. Uh, what do we find out? Yeah, they're looking at a big D8, and they don't know if it's big or not. In fact, at, at the first point, Lando and Ben are like, what is that? Like A like crystal? A, a crystal of... Is that is that Duratite or Magnuson or bul- Bulky Bup? <laughs> yeah, they they see that, and there's like a couple little silver flecks around it. Mm-hmm. So they're like, "All right, we gotta figure out what's going on with this." Hey, uh, hey, fucked up droid, can you zoom in a little? Yeah, well, they're like three PO. Tell them to enhance. <laughs> and, I, and I love it because three PO's basic reaction is, "What that chunk of parts on the floor? No, it can't do shit, you idiots. Yeah. This is horrible. It's make it's like you're making me make a corpse talk." Oh yeah. I mean, at this point, they're like, hey, 3PO, can you shove your hand up this thing and move the mouth a little? And 3PO's like, no, it's useless. This is you. What, what do you make it? This is a corpse, guys. But every time, he's like, all right, fine. And he chirps at the at the droid, which, you know, mostly is just slow. Oh, yeah. But the way that Denning describes it, it basically sounds like a slowly dying corpse of a thing being like, okay, <laughs> go on without me. Oh, it'll use the last of my life, but you can take a closer look at this picture, I guess. Well, I guess it's better than him doing like that. I'm about to die. I better say one cryptic thing. <laughs> Beepity boop. <laughs> oh, God. Beepity boop. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> yeah, beepity boop was the name of the sled. <laughs> Beepity boop is, of course, the Star Wars name of the Jedi sled. <laughs> the Jedi it, sled, it's which a, is better it's than a, a regular it's a, sled. It's a special sled. It can't be stolen except by Sith. Uh, so, right. yeah, they finally get 
nine ball to enhance this thing. And they're like, oh, fuck. They, a crystal, those little silver flecks are like fighter ships. Yeah, it's two Bezalix and the Orel moon. And uh, at that point, we get a lovely, like, what is that? Some kind of uh, asteroid? That's no asteroid. <laughs> You're like, <"Th> thanks. <laughs> Right, yeah. Apparently it is a giant crystal, but it's also like a space station. It's a giant space station that has a crystalline look to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, because that's the Kref's main ship, they're like, the fuck did the Kref's build this thing? Yeah, and then Lando has to be like, look, the Kalumi are super intelligent. And also, they own more money and material than most empires, so yeah, they could do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, they probably they're they're ahead they're ahead of the cutting edge in most kinds of technology, and they're always thinking two steps ahead. They got big brains and bigger wallets. <laughs> That's uh, so we get a little more of that, just to con a little more confirmation of how great Kalumi are, apparently. Uh, but also, yeah, they're like this huge bubble or this huge crystal thing where the fuck is this if it was actually made of minerals like it looks like it is someone would have hauled it into a processing center by now yeah and yeah. <laughs> omad keg jumps in with some uh some expository information about a secret legend of the rift that has up until this point never been mentioned but now is important yes yeah so it turns well because the first thing that happens is they try to get coordinates out of nine ball uh, nine balls like uh, 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 they're in the center of the galaxy that doesn't and they're like that doesn't make any sense that's halfway to the core from here what are we talking about and then omad pops up and he's like oh hold on they're I'm, in the bermuda triangle of the rift yeah apparently the rift has its own sargassum uh we call it the mystic bubble or something like that and it's a place where every time the council tried to put like little buoys for their uh beacons of let's talk to each other mm -hmm. their rift mesh beacons uh they would work fine for a bit and then they would stop connecting to each other because they would get too far apart and it's not that the beacons moved at all it's that space filled in gaps around them yeah in, in the area around the bubble space gets bigger yeah. It's, and then the so it just shits space time. Well, yeah, it's like a white hole. It's it's the spot where shit's coming out instead of being sucked in permanently. Yeah. It's the opposite of yeah, it's a like gravity the dick well. hole yeah. instead of the butthole. Uh yeah. Yeah, in that in that it is not in any sexy music videos. <laughs> there yes. should be more sexy music videos with dick of hole. Of the dick hole. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so they're like, yeah, it's almost a myth. The ships that go in there tend to disappear. And sometimes they show up a few weeks later and all their crew is like, what the fuck just happened? And sometimes they're gone for centuries. And when they come back, there's nothing on the ship but bones and dust. Okay, but <laughs> I have a question for you. Okay, I'll answer that question. <sighs> if you know that this is a thing, why doesn't anyone else... Because it's not like, oh, there's a legend that maybe there's a place where space-time is weird. They're like, oh, no, this has been documented multiple times happening. You're like, how has some republic or even empire before that science guy not gone, oh, well, obviously I'm going to go to the weird space-time continuum thing. Well, the only people who ever find it are people who work in the, Ch in the Chiloon Rift. And all of them are far too businesslike and mercenary to ever bother reporting a science find. <laughs> so instead, they guess kept trying to put beacons out there, and every time more space would separate the beacons, and they were like, you know what, fuck it. If we can't make money off it, I ain't want to know about it. What, what? Except I can maybe understand if it was like, yeah, just the miners don't care. But this was the council, 
And you'd think the council would be like, hey, in order to make money, we will sell you the rights to probably one of the most magnificent scientific discoveries you'll find. Anyway, you want it? (laughs) (laughs) But instead, hundreds of years ago, a bunch of people tried to just map the thing, failed, and were like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll just call it a myth and draw dragons on that part of the map. (laughs) Here be no profit. (laughs) You'd think here'd be a lot of profit because it's a a zone of ever-expanding space. But no. Uh, okay, so so yeah, that they've established that there's some sort of bubble where space time grows eternally, and their first question is, well, wait a minute, is that is that where the Krefs are holding up? Is that their secret base? And <laughs> the uh, the question that Ben has at this point is, he's like, all right, so what what the hell actually happened? Because if uh, this is the weird Sith monolith thing that we sent Ohali to go find. Oh, yeah, the Mortith Monument or whatever they called it. Uh, something like that. The the Mortis. Yeah, the Mortis Monolith. Yeah, the Mortis Monolith. There's like, if this is the monolith, then why wouldn't Ohali have just fucked off and immediately contacted us? And well, it gee, turns out... Maybe it's because there's a bunch of Bezalix around the thing? Well, yeah, well, it turns out that the Bezalix essentially use the weird space bending nonsense to just appear Mm -hmm. they're like hi we're here yeah and so she tried to fight them but it was far too late she tried to send a message to the jedi order but one of the mandos put a bullet right through nine balls head yeah so he never got a chance once more doing the excellent having the excellent idea of storing your astromech on the outside of your spaceship yep it's great you gotta have the thing that's gonna help you pilot and store all your information just a hanging out in space it's why modern cars work by strapping the second rider to the ceiling yeah just put them up on the roof there hey hey i'm navigating (laughs) go that way there's bugs in my teeth (laughs) uh indeed yeah uh, so they established that Ohali was probably killed or captured, uh, that and that Nine Ball, yeah, was immediately stripped for parts and also turned into a into a trap. Yeah, and he Nine Ball has no recollection between getting shot in the head mm-hmm. and getting sort of revived by Ben. Yeah, He's like I have no idea what actually happened after the ambush, but what happened is. We weren't able to get a message out because I got shot in the head. Yeah. And that's it. Now, they do mention one more thing that uh, basically doesn't show up in the camera feed at all, but it's it's Nineball telling something to 3PO, which is that they followed a Sith meditation sphere to the, ple- to the uh, mon- monolith in the first place. Yeah, and that gets Ben riled up because he's like, oh, the only person that I know who ever had a Sith meditation sphere was Vistara. The person who betrayed me and broke my heart and just fucked me over as hard as possible. Yes, yeah. Fistara apparently seduced him and toyed with him for a long time and then just stepped on his heart. And then he was like, you know what? Love stinks. Love hurts. That's a different song, but I'll accept it. Love fucks. Okay, that's a the song's getting real weird now. Loves butts. Love loves butts. What what is even Okay, I'm, I'm going to let this one slide. Destination unknown. <laughs> Man, I like that song. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with anything but how good the song is. Trust me. It's not, Trust about, the, me. It's not about the parade of butt. Uh, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little about a parade of butt. A little about a butt parade. <laughs> All aboard the butt parade. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a young boy. Man, people are going to be so excited about this. This is like the musical episode. 
Everyone's like, John is finally opening up. He's letting his voice come out. <laughs> Took me into the city to see the butt parade. I don't even know what song you're doing the right Black, now. Black Parade? It's the, uh Oh, okay. Come on, man. From what? Who, who sang that? Yeah, it's uh what is that? My Chemical Romance? Oh, see, oh, oh, are you really saying come on, man, about a My Chemical Romance song at How me? How do you not know? Okay, you know what? No. We're not it's, having this argument right now. It's cuz I'm 40. We will take this to therapy. <laughs> Hang on, let's have this conversation, but let's remember to use the I statements. <laughs> you know what? We will have this with Dr. Krondike. <laughs> I hear you, and I will acknowledge that decision. <laughs> and you know I don't like any music older than 19, or newer than 1991. I know that. <laughs> and it's what I love about you. And it's what I hate about you. You know what? Let's stop this recording. <laughs> uh, okay, so at that point, Ben just sort of reaches out with the force and is like, all right, here's the thing that the Krefs don't know. They may have all the money in the galaxy and all the smarts in the world and every technological advantage, but I've got the force and I'm just going to just going to throw it out there and see what I find. If there's one thing that definitely will beat them every time, it's the force. Keep in mind, however, that they have captured my, you know, my dad, the greatest Jedi in the galaxy at the moment. And they also have their own force users. <laughs> They definitely have the force because we the the reason we said that at all, Ben, is because we, it was revealed to you that they have a Sith witch in in their employ. So Ben just takes his force and is like, "I'm just gonna stretch my senses as far as possible." And in addition to looking for uh, wherever this bubble is, he's like, "And I'll just keep a force eye out for my dad." Yeah. So he does find the bubble. He's like, oh, yeah, there it is. There's a big bubble in space. Boy, you'd think I would have noticed that sooner. You'd think anyone would have ever noticed that. Oh, and also, oh, shit, I found Luke and Leia. They've been captured, and they're (laughs) wounded. Yeah, I mean, none of that actually happens. All all that happened. Don't worry about it. (laughs) None of that that pretty much just the end of the chapter where he stretches his mind out? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, one thing I'll notice about this chapter, though, John, is that it appears like Tahiri just went to the bathroom. Like I mean, she's pretty not, much. She's not there at all. Zero business. It's Lando no lines. and Ben talk to each other. 3 PO's translating. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what the hell is going on with Tahiri. Maybe she stayed in their own little, what was that, a skag craft or something? I mean, that one got super fucked up. That's why they needed the ride. Yeah, they needed the ride. Well, so, so presumably she's just back in one of the bulkheads, like, being barefoot. <laughs> you know, back there, mm-hmm. barefoot, just cooking. Just barefooting it out. <laughs> Just like, this is my thing, guys. It's what I do. <laughs> you thought I was no nonsense from that one chapter, but nope, I'm barefoot all the time. <laughs> and I've been evil and good and neutral in succession several times. <laughs> uh, so that ends that chapter. And then we get to jump over to good old Luke and Leia, who That's, are yeah. trying to get the fuck out. <laughs> Luke and Leia are dressed as Mandos because they've stolen, what are their names, Joram and Jag? And jam, jam, Jorag and Joram and jam. Uh, they've stolen their white Mando armor suits, and uh, right now, R two is plugged into something in the system, mm-hmm. and I love the fact that in Star Wars, all systems are connected to every system. Yes, yeah, you can, you can always hack anything from anything else. Yeah, R2 is able to hack anything from anywhere, no matter what. Yeah. He's like, 
What is this? Oh, I shoved my weird little probe into a blender and I turned off the main power supply. Fuck you, I don't care. Yeah, don't worry, I figured it out. They'll never trace this one. <laughs> That's a shadow run thing, too. They're always just like, I can hack this door. From- I mean, when I was reading this chapter, I was definitely like, man, R2 is the one PC that put all of their points into doing a couple things and mm-hmm. none of it was combat. Yeah. Which means every time they need something that he does, he just gets to show up and go, oh, I fucking handle it. And it happens and nothing bad goes mm-hmm. wrong. And uh, and then the rest of the time, he just sort of hangs out while everyone does cool stuff. Yeah, R2 has always been a great addition to any given Star Wars story, because he just chills. He's just, I'm going to hang out. I'm just happy to be here. I'm on my cell phone. Mm-hmm. The second someone's like, if only we could hack something, he goes, oh, uh, my, my character goes beepity-boop and does it. Yeah, R2 is rivaled only by Chewie in being a presence you're always happy to be, have in the, uh, the story. Yeah. Like, if Chewie's in the story, you're always just like, cool, Chewie's here. I mean, he's probably going to check out, but... yeah. I but, mean, because the thing is, the person playing Chewie was like, oh, I'm not going to put any points into social skills or anything. So as soon as people start talking, I'm good. I'm out. You don't need me for this. I'll be playing Wookiee Clicker. I'll be on the ship. <laughs> but he never does anything stupid. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Well, in this case, R2 is working to kind of shut down all the power on the ship and set off some sort of big, huge alarm to you know create a panic so they can escape. Yeah. He's going to set off the alarm that... Uh, sends the warning, hey, our ship is undergoing a catastrophic failure. Everyone, please get to your escape vessels and your assigned positions or whatnot. Yeah. Because he's like, all we need is for a panic to break out to cover us. Yeah. Now, since the last chapter where they blasted the 2-1-B droid in here, like right through the back of its servo skull, so that it was like just rolling into a wall... They've been forced to fix it because they need some way to carry Dina Use around because she's all beat up. Yeah, Dina is being cared at for by the uh, 2-1-B. Yeah. And they did, however, have to go in and, like, take out all communication ability from it so that it couldn't, you know, send out a distress call. Yeah, and otherwise it's basically following doctor protocols because it's like, yeah, I'll carry her around. But just so you guys know, you're definitely going to get caught. Yeah. It's like, look, I can't fight you and whatever, but I'm, I'm going to take care of my patient mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not do on my your job. S- just let it be known. I'm not on your side. Yeah. I don't like you and I would betray you if I could. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's that's what's up with this 2-1-B droid, which doesn't have a cell phone anymore, effectively. And they are preparing to escape, but they know full well that eventually someone's going to find them Nargons they beat up or killed, excuse me, and they're going to realize that. Oh, they'll probably find the Mandos in the closet. Yeah, they don't have their oh, armor. Well, they'll see the dead Nargons, trace that up to the floor that they went to, mm-hmm. find the sacked out Mandos without armor, and then be like, oh, there are two people in Mando armor that are actually Jedi. Yeah. Now, one nice thing that Leia and Luke have going for them is that the Mando armor was already radio keyed to uh, the, the frequency that all the Mandos are using, so they can listen into their conversation. <laughs> Unfortunately, they don't speak Mandoa, so they're just like, well, I can hear them. <laughs> yeah, that's a real shame that they've got, we've got the wrong droids on the wrong sides of this story again. Uh, it happens so often in these books. All the time, they're like, man, if only we had a droid that could speak things. Oh, well, <laughs> we just have R2. Meanwhile, over there, man, I wish we had a droid who could fix things and knew about electronics. Oh, well, we got 3PO. <laughs> Every time. 
So, uh, so yeah, R2 is working to shut down the engagement system while Leia listens in on this conversation in Mandoa and is like, well, I can't understand them, but the gist seems to be that they're worried about something. Yeah. And the big thing is, at least they haven't pretty much over the comm felt like, hey, we found them, like that sort of tone hasn't come through. Yeah. 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 There is a point in the middle of this conversation in the hospital where it's pretty obvious that they found the, the uh, Nargons because that that's the thing that finally sets them off into leaving and making their way to some ship or to some ship bay rather on the Ormney. Yeah. So like, they are, can't stay here anymore. Yeah. They set off the alarm that says that the ship is going to explode or whatever. Yeah, and they're like, a catastrophic right. evacuation alert. Everyone leave the ship immediately. Let's get to the executive hangar bay. And Dini Yus is like, you're going to want to take a specific type of ship. Yeah, there's something Luxes. Yeah, it's like a Star Lux, yeah, whatever. Star Lux pinnaces, I think is what they're called. And you're, you're going to want to take... on, you're gonna jump on that pinnace. <laughs> you're going to want to get on that pinnace. Now, it is a Lux pinnace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I'm going to let you know, there's going to be a lot of pinnace in there. Mm-hmm. And you're going to want to go with the flow of the other pinnaces. Yeah, you're going to want to just really kind of get in rhythm with the pinnace. Uh, yeah. Now, to keep in mind, these are solar ships, so you're going to see a lot of veins on the sides of the pinnace. That are they're part of the extending sail system. Now there is going to be a shield system in place. It's not like uh, most hangars that have doors that would try to slam shut, so you don't have to worry a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, just try to take it out so it doesn't, you know, cut the front of your ship off. Mm-hmm. You really want to keep your penis uncut. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, penis is actually a real word. Um, <laughs> It's a, sail- it's a sailing term, but good lord, when you come across that, you can't help. <laughs> there's, there's a point where every person will become twelve again and be like, <laughs> penis. <laughs> Watch out for them penises. Oh, the penis is well appointed. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh man, I get into this room and I'm like, it's a real penis party in here. It's <laughs> too many penises on the floor. <laughs> well, there are no penises on the floor. Penises are stored from the ceiling. They're all very well hung. <laughs> Got any more of them in you? Penises? Oh, all the time. <laughs> hey! I don't know if we need to work through more penis material. <laughs> I got a tight five for my penis. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> I don't think it was a good day to record. <laughs> Oof, I think we're it's both- a real <laughs> horny episode. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. This one's a VH1 Classics. <laughs> Okay, so yes, she lets them know about this ship because she's like, this is going to be one that looks like all the other executives would take. Mm -hmm. So if you can get on one of these and you're not one of the first ones out, you just look like an evacuating executive, then you probably won't have as much trouble, you know, with mandos trying to kill you yeah dina's whole thing because she's she's very beat up and can't even walk but she's like all right i'm gonna help guide us through this situation so we don't die and the number one these guys and the number one thing that we have to do to not die is not be the first one off the ship if we're the first ones off the ormney we're gonna get we're gonna get chased and shot down by the mandos no question yeah 
Uh, so she's like, do not leave the hangar until someone else leaves the hangar. We have to stay. Yeah, we got to stay in a pack with people. Yeah, but they make their way down into this big room full of all kinds of ships, very carefully ordered and organized, and obviously the cargo bay of someone who owns, uh, someone very rich, because there's a ton of ships that are literally organized by, like, type. Yeah, no, it's, it's the executive hangar, so these yeah. are where, you know, the rich people go to get on their ships, Yeah, as I- opposed to... You know, the shitty little tugboats that 30 people cram themselves into mm-hmm. in the shitty deck. Yeah. But right in the center of the of the uh, hangar, sitting in a glorious cluster of pinnaces, is the Starlux that they need to escape. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there is a couple of uh, Mandalorians and some Nargons. Which, by the way, get described here in one of my favorite... This is the thing that made me chuckle the hardest in the chapter, was uh, the Nargons, the edgy-looking Nargons in here. And I was like, oh, sweet. What do they have, like... Like mohawks and stuff. <laughs> they got some real uh, bangs going on here. <laughs> Covering <laughs> one eye. They got razor blades on their jackets. <laughs> oh, man. Those Nargons are edgy. I think that one's smoking Galois cigarettes. <laughs> that guy's got a t-shirt that says, you laugh because I'm different. I laugh because you're all the same. <laughs> I think that Nargon is wearing a mad love pudding choker. <laughs> uh but yes and while the mandos would like they seem like they want to go investigate what the fuck is going on with those two but there is a crowd of rich assholes who are like let me get on my fucking ship fuck you assholes let me get on my ship this place is gonna explode and the mandos are like calm down there is no emergency but there's still you know emergency sirens and shit blaring from the ceiling yeah and they're like uh how about fuck you i'm rich i'm gonna go to my ship yeah so they manage to kind of corral some of them but enough get through that they do seem like oh we're gonna have at least some people around us yeah a few of these penises are gonna get up Mm -hmm. and then we can go ahead and join in yeah, yeah. Once the pinnaces are ready, yeah. Now it may take him a few minutes to you know get up to speed. Oh, it ha- yeah. It happens to every starship. Well, you. I mean, you really got to rev it up, get it going, and yeah. then you can kind of get out there. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> god damn it. Uh, there, there's a big fear from Leia that they need to leave right away before the blast doors close. And Dina's like, hey, this ship doesn't even have blast doors. This isn't a Star Destroyer. I know it looks exactly like a Star Destroyer that is constantly farting from its stomach, but it's actually just an asteroid crusher ship. There's no blast shields because this thing is not built to go into combat. Yeah, it has some outer shields for defensive capability, but that's basically it. Like, if you shoot the generator near the door that puts up the shield, you're... That, that's it. That's all you do, and you're leaving. Yeah. Yeah. And so Leia's like, all right, but... Because basically Dina keeps saying, we need more time. We can't leave for another minute. Not until other ships have left. And Leia's like, we don't have time for that. I'm taking us out now. And then Luke's like, I'm the voice of reason. Hi, everyone. You know, I think the real truth lies somewhere in the middle. Mm. Hi, I'm Cartman. <laughs> so this argument continues to happen, but eventually it's settled for them. Oh, also, while they're they're having their conversation, it's very cl- they're clear that the Mandos have discovered the two unconscious Mandos, 
because they changed their radio frequency. Yeah, the helmets go silent, mm-hmm. and Leia's like, ah, oh, shit, they switched to a different channel because they know that we can hear. Yeah, so ho- hopefully they, they they haven't traced our, our uh, systems yet or anything. So she's like, oh, shit, you can see outside that they are now talking amongst themselves and switching their radio frequencies. I think we might be fucked, guys. We gotta go, we gotta go. Uh, but eventually, a voice comes in over the loudspeaker that's like, hey, everyone, there is not actually an emergency. Please stop. Don't leave the ship, you idiots. But it's still being said around the blaring emergency sign, because mm-hmm. that one can't be turned off because R2 is magical yeah. and is well, like, oh, yeah, uh, if they wanted to turn off this alarm, they would have to shut down the whole station and reboot. Go fuck yourself. I'm R2-D2. Well, it's a great conversation because the 2-1-B droid is like, or Luke's like, hey, R2, do you think they're going to be able to turn that alarm off? And R2's like, nope. And the 2-1-B is like, ha, your dumb droid thinks he did something permanent. You know how rich and powerful these people are? It's not going to work forever. <laughs> and, you know, fucking R2 just beeps him and he's like, yeah, no, it will. I'm real good at what I do. I'm the best. You don't understand. Yeah. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I, I do like the part where they're loading the 2-1-B onto the ship and he's like, not going fast enough and leia's like you better hurry up and quit arguing with us you dipshit because you're only here because i need someone to carry dina and i don't even like dina <laughs> yeah you're here to care for dina someone i don't care about yeah so uh we'll just wipe your memory you wouldn't i'm a surgery droid i don't give a single fuck what you are you're still just a droid buddy my I, dude who gives a shit droids are where i take out all my dark side shit <laughs> doesn't count if it's droids mm-hmm <laughs> Uh, so yes they uh they fire up the engines and they manage to get up when a few of the other penises have gotten up and well what happens is after that announcement comes on remember what you said there's that announcement that blares through it's like hey everyone please do not leave for your own safety we're turning on the shields well yeah but that was doesn't really matter because what happened is there's already a few of them that are up and they're like yeah, but go fuck yourself, and they just shoot the shields. Yeah, what I was going to say is that all the other ships that, are, that have rich people in them already are like, fuck you, and they shoot the shields. And then one of them, because he's just an idiot, not just some rich either, guy. Well, you know, either an idiot or very sadistic mm-hmm. shoots out the force field that doesn't stop things from leaving, but like keeps the atmosphere in place, and it just sucks everybody in that hangar who isn't in a ship mm-hmm. right on out and to their death. Yeah, so Leia's sitting there in a flurry. She's, like, surrounded by the force feelings of a whole bunch of people suddenly terrified and dead. And she's like, wow, that's a bad accident. Oops, that guy must have made a whoopsies. That's a bunch of dead Mandos and Nargons I'm feeling right now. And a shitload of executives. Oh, yeah, the ones who couldn't get into their ships and stuff. Yeah. That is a sad time. And that's the point where Leia's like, you know what? Fuck this. We're going. <laughs> yeah. Which Kids, we're going. <sighs> she... <laughs> fucking pumps the engine and of course because she motors out there immediately several bezelics are right on them and i'm amazed that dina yust didn't go i fucking told you (laughs) yeah she has to be back in the part of the ship with no windows (laughs) (laughs) pinnaces don't really have windows they just have a series of small portholes uh that are that are i'm not going to do a glory hole joke i'm sorry i I had one lined up i'm you know i'm done with the pinnace material okay Mm -hmm. good I'm not done with penises, so don't get me wrong. Oh, no, but the penis material there was pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, and you don't want rough penises. No, I mean, if you've got a rough penis, you got to you you lube it up a little. <laughs> God damn it. If you've got a rough penis, I feel bad for you, son. So about three Bezalics show up. 
just trailing after. And they... They are thirsty for this penis. <laughs> they immediately blow the shields off. Uh-huh. Like, this is just some executive's fucking star liner, mm-hmm. and it is not a combat ship. So the second they open fire, it's like, well, there goes all of our shields. Yeah, like, basically, three bezeliks slot in right behind this thing. Luke mans the cannon and takes a couple of half-ass shots at them, and they're like, ha, 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 and they just blow their shields right off. And Leia's like, well, fuck. I mean, it could have been worse. Dina was right. Out of all the, the star yachts and shit in that hangar bay, these pinnaces are the ones with the best shielding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, it looks like perhaps... They have the most protection. Perhaps all hope is lost. Mm-hmm. And then, from out of nowhere, Lando is like, hey, uh, take a hard left. Yeah. Hey, buddy, dive. <laughs> and and Leia's like, what? what the fuck? Lando is here? This doesn't make any... But she did immediately use the force on getting out of the ship because she was pretty sure she had felt Ben's presence earlier. And uh, she was like, oh, shit, that is Ben. He's right over there. I can run from these Bezalics into that plasma storm and maybe I'll find Ben and be safe. <laughs> and instead, what happens is Ben comes to them because Lando's like, hey, get out of the way. I'm going to blow these motherfuckers up. Mm-hmm. And like by the time Leia gets the ship turned around to help... All of them are blown up, and Lando's like, ha-ha, I'm the best. I'm like RoboCop. I shot right through the penis and hit the bad guys. <sighs> I thought I was done, but I had a few more in the tank. <laughs> Turns out my refractory period for penis jokes is actually fairly low. Uh, so, yes, we end with Leia just being like, oh, that Lando, It's he's always right where you need him. These are a couple of very to-the-point chapters. We didn't really miss much in here. Uh, there, I mean, I, I'm still kind of curious to see if there's going to be some sort of like denu- or, or uh, follow-up to the two Mandos they stripped the armor off of and stole. No. I honestly didn't expect them to put the armor on. I thought the whole point was that they just didn't want them to have their armor because it's got walkie-talkies and shit in it. Well, I mean, if they weren't going to wear the armor, my thought was they stripped the armor off so that everyone is looking for Mandos, because they're like, oh, they took the armor, they're dressed as Mandos, and then you put on, like, a worker outfit, and then they won't care. Yeah, because ultimately, I didn't think that Luke and Leia would do this kind of religious sacrilege thing of, like, stealing these guys' Beskar gams and wearing them. Look at the Beskar gams on her! (laughs) So now they have developed some... You know, I feel like if they had just left the armor piled up outside the closet they they were asleep in, they would have been like, oh, okay, well, I am really mad at the Skywalkers, but not suicidal enough to go after them. Yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, every time I see something like that, I'm always like, oh, it doesn't matter. This is the last book of the Legends. Who gives a <laughs> shit? None right? of this is going to get paid off. Yeah, we only have, what, like eight or ten chapters left in this book? They're not going to show up again. They don't have time. No, like, if they wanted to go ahead and be like, ooh, yeah, in a later book, we were going to have these Mandalorians be a thing. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. It's going to be just like all the X-Men movies always had all those like suggestions of things that would someday happen that never did. Yeah. They made a reference to Mr. Sinister. Not a chance. Nothing. Yeah. It's just going to be that stuff. <sighs> oh, well, that's the end of this chapter. We uh, we are very short. We probably need to keep talking about videos or something. Meh. Or we could just make a short episode and call yeah, it a day. It's fine. I mean, the fact that we normally put out like episodes that are fucking an hour and a half long, uh, I think we're fine. This book has been hurting us. We it's we have to stretch to get to an hour on these two chapters. Well, it's weird. 
because this is a book that actually gets to the fucking point instead of it's, yeah, spinning its wheels and doing nothing. Yeah, it's okay. It's kind of good. A lot of these other books give us the full needs for a full hour of show because they just toss out a bunch of dumb Star Wars terminology for no reason. They're like, oh, I, I got to fill pages. There was a Geflek, and it normally lives on a low atmosphere planet, and it farted a plum and the plum was very 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 stinky <laughs> in <The> conclusion <laughs> gonna reduce the margins on this book a little <laughs> yeah no we, we have hit this uh this snag with this book where it's fun and to the point it doesn't really suck all that much where normally these books are like there were five aliens playing cards at the card table the aliens were a zephliffle a bezalisk a Hoosier boot, uh, a Rodian, and a human named Green. <laughs> they were together, and they were the best of friends. The problem they were encountering was that three of them did not be- see into the ultraviolet spectrum, which was important for the language tools of the Hoochabooches. <laughs> the Hoochabooch, by the way, is the only race introduced to Star Wars by Kevin Smith. <laughs> uh, good. He would do that. Also, he'd give his daughter a job in Star Wars. <laughs> in Star Wars. In Star Wars. I mean, granted, I mean Carrie Fisher's job as a daughter has a job in Star Wars now. Eh. So I guess putting Harley Quinn Smith in there wouldn't really hurt anything. No one cares. No one cares. Uh, the only thing I care about with with Kevin Smith really is that I want him to stop making that one face in every picture anyone ever takes of him. Yeah. The. Oh, shit, you weren't supposed to open the door right now. I was watching sexy music videos. <laughs> face. That, that wide-eyed surprise. Woo. Yeah, never smiling, just like... Like, I'm... Oh, shit, fuck, I was doing something embarrassing. I was writing... I was writing the Jay and Silent Bob reboot in here. You weren't supposed to come in. <laughs> Did you see that? No. God, that came and went, didn't it? Like, just, just a quiet fart. Did it? I don't even remember it coming out. Did it come out? Has it? Does it exist? Or am I? I don't. I don't know that it's out yet. Oh man, but I could be wrong. I might be stuck in a space time bubble. I thought it had come out, but Clerks Three was still coming. I in don't terms of the universe, anything mm. at all. And how are we doing on that Mallrats too? Do you think that's <laughs> how are we doing on Mallrats? Have you heard that the shit about Mallrats was that they they wanted to do a sequel, but Jason Lee was like this. You know, after after Incredibles was pretty much the last thing he was really in because he was like a big Scientologist mm. and no one wanted to work with him. Mm. Well, you know what's happened to him now is he has left Scientology and he's not acting because he's hiding from Scientology. <laughs> uh, folks, don't join cults. <laughs> don't join cults, especially not that one. Yep. And especially not any of the other ones, too. <laughs> yeah, not that one or any cult. A, I'll say blanket. No cults. Yeah, I don't care if you think you're going to get to bang Smallville's Chloe. Don't join a cult. Don't join it. Yeah. Poor poor the people who suffered under Allison Mack, apparently. Yeah. God damn. Weird stuff. Weird, wild stuff. It's a crazy world. Yes. Why, just today, we it was revealed that some woman thought the best way to uh, run her own Pete Buttigieg campaign was to pretend to be a Nigerian guy. <sighs> Folks... <laughs> Here's in the news today. Folks, the the world is strange, but we are here for you. We are here. We are normal. We are just two dudes who watch horny music videos and read Star Wars books. Uh, now, if you want more Star Wars mm-hmm. instead of us just mugging. I'm not just mugging. I'm very interested in talking about these things. <laughs> 
then you can go to patreon.com slash system mastery at the two dollar level we got boners content oh my gosh people please do go forth and support our patreon we are so close to a milestone right now oh yeah we are right on the cusp we are just edging five bucks away from 2500 right now and let me just tell you a little story when we started that patreon when it first started we were like we need a goal of six dollars a month so that i can keep the servers turned on because we are so poor oh my god uh and that's why the three thousand thing was me literally saying, "Oh, let's put three thousand dollars. We'll get a pig because that's a dumb fantasy, and it would be a funny joke to say, ha ha, we'll get a pig because I had just been looking at pictures of pigs that yeah. were yeah. in like booties and yeah, we eating ice at, cream. We were looking at cute piglets pushing shopping carts with beer in them and stuff, and we were like, ha ha, it would be funny if System Mastery bought a pig. Ha, ha, ha. We'll put it at a goal that is ludicrous and unrealistic, and then then we'll just laugh at that, and it'll draw attention. <laughs> ha ha ha, we will put it at the point where it would be like we had minimum wage jobs. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> That's insane. And now we are roughly five-sixths of the way there. Yeah. It's a scary time. <laughs> And don't worry, it was not a joke. If we get to 3000 we buy a pig. We're buying a pig. It's get, it's going to happen. Now, I don't want anyone messaging us and being like, guys, you know you can't get a pig. That's defeatist bullshit talk. No, they always want to message us and tell us there's no such thing as micro pigs. Well, I'll That's tell you what, important to there them. is such a thing as a micro pig. I've got it right here. You can't see it because <laughs> it's a podcast, but let me tell you, I've got a small micro pig. <laughs> I built it with eugenics. Hi, I'm Richard Dawkins. <laughs> Hi, Richard Dawkins here for eugenics. <laughs> All of my tweets are better if you add comma, space, Mr. Bond to the end of them. <laughs> I believe eugenics would work. Why can't we have a man that is also a horse? We could ride them and one day maybe marry them? Facts don't respect your ideology, Mr. Bond. <sighs> yes. No, there's no such thing as micro pigs, and we know that, which is why the goal has no mention of micro pigs in it. Yeah, I mean, I think buy we a, said micro pig we at might, one point. At one point, we might have done that. Yeah, but we're not going to try and buy a micro pig. Those aren't real. If we hit three thousand, we buy a fucking pig. Thank you. All right, everyone All right. knows it. Okay, now it's your chance to help. Help us. $2 level gets you all the Star Wars bonus content and all the System Mastery bonus content. It's like six episodes a month. Yep. It's a wacky deal, it's and a, it's yours. It's a nanny, and you can go to the nanny. <laughs> you get a ticket to the nanny. All right. That's patreon.com slash System Mastery, $2 level. Make it happen. You will not regret it. It's we already have like what seventy five to eighty episodes. Of we have so much expanded universe alone. Expanded expounded universe alone. Yeah, we yeah. got a ton of nuts. It's it's a great deal. It's a good buy, and I recommend. It's it. a good buy, and it is also a good buy because we're done here. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll see you in another week with yet more expounded universe content. And until then, I've been Elan Sleaze Bagiano. Beep boop. Beep.